Hey guys, what's going on? Welcome back to Jack of All Trades. I am your host, Jacqueline Renee, aka GPS Jack, Trapper Eye Jacks, if you know me like that, Black Jack, you know what is going on. Um, this week, we're getting into uh, a bit of a series Unconscious Bias Within Black America. Uh, we'll explore it over the next couple of weeks or so, but we know this can this can be a, a wide ranging topic and we need some healing, y'all. So let's have some conversations. So let's get into it. All right. This week, Jack of all trades takes on unconscious bias within black America. Um, we're going to make this one a series and we're going to talk about um the different hues of our race and how we show up in the world. We're going to talk about gender and we're going to talk about class. But today to start it off um, with the, the many shades of blackness and, and unconscious bias within black of black America and, and how that goes for us. I have a special guest here and I want to give him a chance to introduce himself. So please go ahead. This is Chase. I uh, appreciate you having me on today, Jackie. Looking forward to this conversation. Yes. Thank you, Chase, for coming through, a.k.a. Young Paper. <laughs> <laughs> so I might call you that <laughs> throughout. But but yes, yeah, so I wanted to do kind of a series around unconscious bias. You gave me the idea um, to talk about it, but you know, I felt like it could go in so many different ways the more that I thought about it. So, but to kick it off, you know, we want to talk about the the many shades of blackness within the community and and how we kind of face bias, whether we receive it, um, it's against us or it's for us, you know, it's in our favor. And um, yeah, let's just get into it by exploring your background. So, Tell us about where you grew up and and your family dynamic. All right. I grew up in Montgomery County, Maryland. Uh, my mother is white. My father is black. Um, my mom and dad split up um, at an early age. And my mom had um, another son 11 years later. So it was kind of like me, my mom, and my little brother just trying to figure things out, you know, moving through life. Uh, we moved around quite a bit. Um, but my dad's side of the family, I was actually always very close with. Um, they were always very accepting um, of me. I used to really look forward to going to my dad's side of the families, um, going okay. to visit them in Baltimore, Maryland. Um, it was really cool because mm -hmm. uh, my great grandma, um, she actually lived to be like 103. She passed away a couple years ago, oh. but she stayed wow. like on a few acres of land. And all of my dad's side of the family, well, not all of them, but a good amount of them, you know, all lived on that land. So I could go see her, visit my second cousins, my uncles, my aunts, and, you know, mm -hmm. just visit a lot of family all in one stop. And um, I would spend a lot of time at my grandma's and aunt and cousin's house, you know, so I was always very close with, with that side of the family. Uh, but on okay. the other end, on my mom's side, you know, it was more... Um, they, they weren't too accepting of her dating outside of her race. Um, she okay. still had communication with her sister, you know, so I knew of my aunt and my cousins through them. Um, but, you know, the other portion of that side of the family, I didn't really have a relationship with. So, 
Really? Wow. <laughs> That's wild. Um, dang, I wish that could have been different for you because that's crazy, you know, but I definitely think that it's good to hear that you had a good relationship with your black side of your family. For sure. Um, but I think that's interesting. You know, I think, would you say in all fairness that the black side of the family and for biracial, you know, kids, they tend to accept the kids a little bit more than the white side or do you know people that maybe had different experiences like that, where both sides were very accepting of them? I'm sure there's um, different scenarios for, you know, for all. You know, I wouldn't say there's one scenario that's happening out the majority of the time. Uh, you know, my fiance, um, she's, mm -hmm. you know, biracial and she has, you know, two sisters um, and she's had a close relationship with both sides of her family. You know, but okay. throughout her experiences growing up through school, you know, were a lot different from her other sisters, you know, but they're both biracial. You know, they had different crowds and right. cliques that they hung out with, mm -hmm. you know, and I know one thing that a lot of us all dealt with, you know, was growing up is when people see us initially, you know, they want to identify who we are, you know, classify us mm -hmm. in a certain box or a certain genre, you know, right. and I always felt like. I get why people want to do that, you know, why they want to have an understanding and, and place them there. But, you know, they, they would learn a lot more if they just kind of was open to seeing who they were and, you know, learning about who they are instead of trying to, you know, assume or put something on them already. Right. Just immediately mm -hmm. like peg them in, in one space. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, so did you have like early experiences with racism? Like I'm, I'm sure most of us have, but I guess I'm thinking like, you know, just early, like when did it happen for you? Um, and just how did it start to shape you, you know, as a young person? Yeah, there's definitely different levels of, of racism that I've experienced out mm -hmm. throughout life. Um, some of the main ones that um, have stuck with me. I, I remember when I was in fifth grade and we mm -hmm. moved to Myrtle Beach and it was like my first day at school. And um, a, a kid came up to me. Yeah, a kid came up to me and was like, and, and he was black. And he was like, you know, what are you? And I was like, well, my mom's white and my dad's black. And he goes, oh, so you're Mexican. I was like, what? <laughs> and I was like, wait, what? <laughs> like, I was in shock. I didn't even like, and, and, and in all honesty, I don't think he was saying that to offend me. I don't think he was trying to, you know, be cruel or, <laughs> or anything oh, right. like that. That was your... <laughs> So was that that was your first experience where race was like called out? Well, where I grew up in Montgomery County, Maryland, it was very diverse. So I was used to being around mm -hmm. a lot of different races, um, okay. nationalities and things of that nature. And when I moved um, to South Carolina, Myrtle Beach, that that school, you know, everyone was predominantly either like white or black. There wasn't okay. much diversity. So okay. um, I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if I was the first mixed person that he ever met, you know, so. Right. right. <laughs> Okay, I did. I was not expecting you to say that. <laughs> I don't know. You know, I was expecting you to be like, "Oh, a white kid kicked me" or something. Like, <laughs> I didn't know that a little black boy told you that white plus black equals Mexican. Right, but that's. Oh my god! I still laugh about that to this day. You know, and um, some other situations that I had uh, right before high school, I, I, we ended up moving back to Maryland. And right before high school, I moved to this town called Damascus. And, you know, it's mm -hmm. predominantly white people out there. And it was known, you know, to be like the country 
part of um you know our area so i had okay. my reservations before i went out there you know like it's gonna be a whole bunch of country music and farms mm -hmm. and i don't know what i'm about to get myself into and the before school even started in ninth grade um, they had like the football workouts you know and i loved playing football and basketball so i'm like I'm going to go out, you know, to the warm-ups, meet the team, you know, try to get in shape and be ready for the season. Okay. And my, my first day going to the warm-ups, um, a group of like sophomore white guys all circled around me and they were pretty much telling me how things go here, you know, and what they like and what they don't like. And I was wearing like a wife beater. Um, I had like a hoop earring at the time. Like we don't like guys that wear wife beaters who think they're tough and listen to rap music and just pretty much giving me all this this stuff. So I pretty much after that first day of warm-ups, I'm like, you know what? Like I don't want to deal with these people. I don't want to be around there. You know, and I never played football again after that. Oh, and man. like the senior year, our our team won the state championship. You know, I look back at those things and I'm like, man, like did I really allow that experience, you know, to ruin my opportunity of winning the state championship? You know? Yeah, that's crazy. But no, I mean, that wouldn't have been on you. That would have been on them for, you know, making it a non-inclusive environment, right. right? Like just being racist assholes. But um, dang, that's wild. But okay, so let's bring it into Black America. So, um, you know, the Black community, we can we can throw bias right in either direction. Like if we like you or if we feel like we need you or if you fit, you know, whatever description that we believe is right or good, like we'll do things in your favor. If you don't fit the right description, then we might, you know, cast you aside or, you know, give you, give you hell, whatever it looks like. Right. Um, but do you have examples where within the black community as a biracial man, do you have examples of where you felt like people were displaying unconscious bias against you where it was like, Oh, he's mixed. So that's bad or unacceptable or, you know, not enough. Right. Anything like that. I, I think me being biracial, um, I'm automatically the butt of every light skin joke like oh. like oh. no matter what like in these situations and I'm, I'm cool with like i got a sense of humor i can laugh and i can joke about it but mm -hmm. you know certain people like are joking when they make those jokes but other times there's some seriousness behind it maybe some underlining truth to how they feel towards people of lighter complexion you know okay. compared to, to darker so um mm -hmm. have i felt like sometimes people have not have thought as high as me as maybe some other people just based off of me being lighter skin yeah Mm hmm. So were there ever any times where it was like being picked on a team or picked for a project or recommended where you felt like it was really deliberate? I don't feel like where it's anything where it's like stopped my my growth or my opportunities in life. Not to that okay. level. Right. Not in the way that racist white boys have. Right. <laughs> OK. Um. So what about um, black women's like myself, you know, have the black girls with, you know, black moms and dads, have they ever given you a hard time about, um, or have they made assumptions about your dating preferences, preferences? <laughs> I haven't really experienced that too often. Um, I think like childhood, when people see my, me and my mom being white, they, they may have assumed that I preferred white women. 
but okay. I've always been open to all colors and <laughs> variations, <laughs> you know, and <laughs> so I don't discriminate. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, I was on a work thing. I'll keep it super general. And there was a biracial guy that was on the panel and he was married to a white woman or is married to a white woman. And he felt the need to let us know that um, he's caught shade in the past from women of color for marrying a white woman. And I'm like, you're literally telling us that you're biracial and your mother is white. Why would I have a problem <laughs> with that? Or why would I give you a hard time about that? That didn't make mm -hmm. sense to me. But, yeah, that is and, interesting. It doesn't take away from your <laughs> blackness either. Like, and I think that's where, I don't know if it's regional or just, you know, everybody, like we said, everybody's experiences are very different. So he may have just crossed paths with some, you know, some hardcore black girls, but <laughs> I just, I don't, I can't think of any black women, you know, that's just, that's just not something that I guess the ones that I roll with harp on. Well, like, I wouldn't necessarily say like the, the dating aspect, but I have been frowned upon from my black friends from hanging out with white groups of people and also vice mm -hmm. versa. I've gotten, I've gotten slack from my, my white friends from hanging out with my black friends, you know? So mm -hmm. I like part of me is like, okay, well, they're just saying that because they want me to be hanging out with them. You know, they don't, they would rather me be with them as opposed to hanging out with the other group. The other yeah. part is like, maybe there's more to it than that. You know, what's really the underlying truth of, of how you're feeling about it. And you know, maybe I need to have more conversations with people about that. Maybe, maybe, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. So do you ever feel pressure from, from black men to display like a different level of masculinity or alliance to prove your blackness? I wouldn't say to prove my blackness, but um, I would say that there's, you know, and, and like people will try, you You know, um, I even like have friends where we just, we joke on each other just to, if there's, we find something we can get on you for, we're going to do it, you know, um, and sometimes it's it's joking, sometimes it gets taken too far. So if it ever comes to a point where you're feeling like you're, you're being disrespected, you know, then I'm going to have to, you know, talk to you about that, you know, to get us on the same page. But I wouldn't yeah. say I ever feel the need to try to prove my blackness to anybody. Yeah, because sometimes, you know, sometimes it feels like I've met individuals and it seems like they will go extra hard, you know, to feel like, oh, I might look a certain way, but, you know, I'm all the way in on my blackness. <laughs> right. <laughs> and it's like, I get it. Like, nope, I'm not trying to take that away from you. But... <laughs> But at the same time, you know, I think if we're all real, you know, we know there are plenty of hotel type people and just people that are not either not accepting and they just flat out are that way. And, you know, just that type of ignorant or they just have not been exposed mm -hmm. to a lot of different types of people because, you know, a lot of people still live on the same block where their granny grew up, you know, not as many right. people have moved around and about as much, you know, as I think we might believe that they have i mean obviously you said you know you moved around a lot growing up but a lot of people have not and so they see somebody and they're like oh like this is new to me <laughs> and they just don't know what to make of it so mm -hmm. so i don't know um let's see 
So I have a question. <laughs> How do you feel about Mulatto going by that stage name? So I'm not sure how how to take it to be honest cuz like the 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 term mulatto is supposed to be offensive and what it means is somebody being biracial so and i guess like the fact that people were calling people mulatto during slavery is you know what what makes it more offensive but like is it is she doing that to try to flip it like flip the negative into a positive or like i don't i would have to know you know what her reasoning is behind it to really understand like I don't know. The way she's talked about it, she made it seem like it was the latter of what you just said, right? Like it's it should just be a term. It's it shouldn't carry that much weight. It seems like for me, I guess it's always been like this antebellum type term, you know, where it's just super outdated. So it was just weird that anybody would be able to like come on the rap scene and be like, Yeah, like even there's all these other types of, you know, names that they've used for delineations from, you know, pure whiteness or pure blackness, right? Because I recently found a list, like, do you know that if, <laughs> so they have black and plus white equals mulatto, right? Mm -hmm. And then it was like, if you're a mulatto and then you have a baby with a white person, that baby is considered a dusty. <laughs> <laughs> if, <laughs> if you are black, or if you are mulatto and you have a baby with a black person, that baby is considered a mongrel. So it's shit like that, right? Like what if rappers was coming out like little dusty, little mongrel, right? Like yeah. where does it end with that? So I think that's always been my thoughts on just why it just seemed a little odd and just never sat well with me, you know, mm -hmm. but, um, I recently saw a video from Big Lotto, which I like the nickname a little bit. I'm not going to lie. But she said that she's changing her name. Oh, okay. So hopefully if she goes with something that's a little bit, you know, <laughs> a little bit easier, you know, to socialize without looking like she doesn't, you know, know the history. Are you rocking with her music, though? Um, I like her verse on Quarantine Thick on 2 Chainz's album. All right. <laughs> That's about all the big lotto that I've listened to. <laughs> um, okay. All right. Back on track. Unconscious bias. So have you ever felt like, you know, being biracial in the black community, like there was um, bias that was tipped in your favor? Like, have you, I don't know. I'm just thinking of like moments where, oh, you can be perceived as the nice guy or, you know, the the cordial person like we're gonna let this man in first because we know that he's gonna be like you know we we, we need some light-skinned people in here to make look good. <laughs> i actually have had friends say that to me They're like yeah he's gonna get us in the doors he's gonna get us in for what everybody around here really? <laughs> <laughs> i've laughed at it like i always thought it was funny but um and i've, I've always been like that my whole life though you know i've never been a person who just hung out with like one group of people, you know, like, mm -hmm. or had like a, a one set click, you know, like, I guess that's part of me just like moving around and be being in a lot of different situations, you know, um, being exposed to lots of different people. So I'll just always find it like interesting to get to know people for who they are. And, um, you know, never really like close people out based off of, 
the race, gender, or viewpoints, you know, I can disagree with you and still be friends with you. Right. All right. Okay. You running for president? <laughs> nah. <laughs> no, but I get it. I get it. Okay. Um. So, if there's one thing that you know that you kind of would like for black community, black brothers and sisters to consider or think about or always remember, you know, when it comes to our biracial brothers and sisters, like, is there something that you feel like we get it wrong or we have a misconception or we always say something and it's not true? Um, I wouldn't say necessarily like directly to, to black people, but just people in general, just don't assume, you know, just, yeah. Look a little bit further into it before you, you jump to an assumption. Yeah. You know, I feel like a lot of people's jobs have been doing more unconscious bias work. And it is kind of easy to start with just people across races. But I do think it's it's going to take something like a little bit deeper and a and more conversation and more time for black people to really, you know, kind of own up to some of our unconscious biases <laughs> that uh -huh. we have towards each other and they do vary a lot you know there's so that's why i'm like this needs to be a multi-series thing multiple topics because you know you can wind up on one side of the rope or the other for so many different reasons in anybody's community of course but in the black community like that shit can run really deep so mm -hmm. so yeah i don't know we you know i like that um the uh, Smithsonian National mm -hmm. um, Museum of African American History and Culture. Yep. Um, I think that's the whole title. They set a theme for Black History Month this year, and the theme is the Black family. So I thought that was pretty cool. You know, that theme has been used, like, throughout my job. You know, it seems like it's been pretty consistent in terms of them, like, where the theme is showing up. But yeah, like the black family, we need to make sure that we keep in mind <laughs> that we are being inclusive and that we are all kind of in the same fight. Right. Because it gets real out here all the time. <laughs> so, but yeah, um, yeah, I feel like that was a, a fairly heavy topic, but hopefully not heavy handed, as one of my good pals would say. Um, but you know, before we get out of here, we have to do jukebox with Jack. All right. So tell me three songs you're listening to or artists, um, any mix of the two, um, any tunes that you keep in rotation. I'll take those two. They can be old school or could have came out last week. Dang. Okay. So... I've actually been trying to create like a wedding playlist because, um, ah, yes. yeah, so I got engaged. So I've been looking at a lot of like classic wedding songs. Um, one classic feel good joint that we've been listening to a lot lately is Sweet Thing, Rufus. Oh, very nice. Um, and I'm going to do this one for you, Jackie. Oh, um, snap. Aaliyah. Oh. <laughs> one in a million. You know what? That's one of these few songs that I really do like of hers. So 
I'll take it. <laughs> and then I'm going to do this next one for my dog, Rose. Um, Jay Z. Um, my favorite Jay Z. You just picking one, yeah. You just like, yeah. Well, Jay Z is actually my favorite. Faves. He's my favorite yeah. rapper of all time. So this one is appropriate. And so Aaliyah, the one in the <laughs> okay. And the Aaliyah one in a million is actually most likely going to be like mine and my fiance's like dance song for our wedding. So those are both two of my favorite songs, or two of my favorite artists and songs combined but okay. yeah jay-z i'm gonna do reasonable doubt the whole album okay you know jay-z for life <laughs> i like jay-z but i'm i'm another another unpopular opinion my favorite album is everybody's like most hated album but i think it was just the vibe at the time but i'll save that for another day um, <laughs> But yeah, you know, I feel like this was super quick. Um, <laughs> is there anything more that you wanted to explore? Like, I don't want to feel like I brought you through and interviewed you like this was a, for a job, you know? <laughs> I think this was a good start. You know, it's my first time doing anything like this. So I, I do okay. appreciate you, you know, having me on. And I would definitely like look forward to coming back on if you invite me again. So. Okay, no, I appreciate yeah. you. Well, yes. Thank you so much for coming. I absolutely appreciate you being on the show. Um, I am looking for an opportunity to kind of get more guests on, you know, like two, three, four, maybe. Um, and, you know, just make it super interactive. So I'll definitely have you back on with some of our other homies because I'm sure that'll become a lively conversation. For <laughs> <So>. sure. <laughs> But yes, I appreciate your time. And yeah, we're going to keep this unconscious bias theme going. So you guys stay tuned for more. But until next time, thanks, Chase. Thank you. All right. Talk to you later. Bye. Bye. Well, that wraps up another episode. Thanks so much for coming through, Chase, a.k.a. Young Paper. Um, really appreciate you helping me kick off this series. So we're going to continue to explore it, guys. But in the meantime, you know, think about it. Have you displayed biases towards or against some of our biracial brethren? You know, do you prefer to have, you know, a biracial uh, cutie on your arm or do you, you know, give a stank eye to our biracial brethren? You know, think about where you stand on stuff like that. But really appreciate you guys listening as always. So remember, I'm a jack of all trades, a master of none. Not here to be an expert, just here to have fun. Bye, guys. <laughs>